0: God gives gifts to every person. Not to build up a person, but for helping one another. God is behind it all. The Spirit, the Spirit gives it. The Spirit gives a word of wisdom to one person. Another person gets a clear understanding. Still, another person gets simple trust. All of these gifts comes all people. Thanks be to God. Saying the Apostles' Creed the last few weeks as part of worship and being very intentional about talking about it, and it has some really unusual words. Usually, when I, don't, when I say quick, I don't mean alive. But when we say the, the quick and the dead, we mean the living and the dead. When we say the Apostles' Creed, usually when I talk about a Catholic Church, I don't say that the United Methodist is part of the Catholic Church. Catholic means universal. Sometimes words change in their meanings. And in our Apostles' Creed has a lot of old words. Some of those old words were used back in London in the 1600s after the Great Fire when Christopher Wren designed a new cathedral to build in London. And when he designed that cathedral, the king said that it was Artificial. Artificial. And and, and, and and later, when the cathedral was actually built, Queen Anne was the ruler then, and she said, oh, it's awful. It's amusing. What do you think? What do you think? Does it look artificial? No, but artificial in that time meant beautiful like art. And does it look amusing? Not really, but amusing meant beautiful to the eyes, beautiful to the eyes. And it was called awful. Awful. Usually when I say something is awful, I mean it's really bad. But they used to use the word awful to say that that this this is something that causes us to have awe, to wonder, and that's a good thing. So, 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 those words that they were using, like "artificial" and "awful," mean something else now. Mean something else now. I remember, I remember when my grandmother taught me how to say John three sixteen. She told me to say, say it this way: "God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, so that whosoever believeth." Well, I don't use words like whosoever and "believeth," and begotten anymore. Anymore I did when, I, when she was teaching me that, that verse. And you know, sometimes when I'm saying that verse, I still use those words because when I'm saying it that way, it's like I'm still saying the words with my grandmother. And I miss my grandmother and I love my grandmother. And it's like a connection between us that we both say the verse that way. And that's kind of what's going on in the Apostles' Creed. When we say words like Catholic instead of everywhere and in every time, it's going on in the Creed when we say words like holy, which just means special to God and for God. It's going on in the Creed when we, when we say words like saints, people who, who, want, who love God and, and want God to work through them. And so we use those old words that we don't use so much anymore because we know we are connected to people long ago who used to say those words because to them, they were just the ordinary meaning of those words. Just the ordinary meaning of those words. Today, we've gotten to the part in the Creed about holy... That that there is that this this that I believe in God the Father who created the world and and I believe in Jesus Christ the Son who came into the world and I believe in the Holy Spirit who is working in the world now. And, And and when we use that word holy, Holy Spirit, and talking about the Spirit, it can be a little hard. I can't imagine God the Father. Because I have a father, and, and I know what it's like to have a father, even though he's not perfect the way God is. But, but I still have an idea of what a father is. And I can kind of imagine Jesus, because I've seen pictures, and because he was a human person, and I know what human persons look like, so I can kind of imagine him. But I cannot at all imagine what the Holy Spirit looks like. The Holy Spirit, what does it look like? I do know, though, that the words that they use in the Bible uh, in Hebrew and Greek, maybe you want to say that Hebrew word ruach. You've got to say it like that, ruach. Can you say it? Ruach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that word means spirit, but it also also means wind. And just like you can't see the, the Holy Spirit, you can't see the wind, you can only see what the wind is doing and what it's, what it's acting on. So, so you might see the branches of a tree wave because of the wind. Or over as you go into that education building and there's pinwheels, you might see, see the wind blowing the pinwheels around and around. And you know the wind is there, even though you can't see it, because what you can see it do to what's in our world. And the Holy Spirit is the same way. We can't see it, but sometimes we can see what it's doing in the world. We like to say that the Spirit has fruits. We can see the presence of the Holy Spirit when somebody shows love or peace or patience or kindness. We know that's the Holy Spirit working in them. Or today we read about gifts, gifts that the Spirit gives And we know that they're gifts from the Spirit when they're used to build up others. Gifts of the Holy... And so so when somebody uses their gifts, they become holy. When we use them for for building up others, that's why the Holy Spirit gives them to us. And so so that, that Spirit is working through us. So we say that the Spirit... I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Church. The Spirit is working through the church. And I believe in the communion of saints, people who are holy. People are holy. That we trust that God who made the world long ago and came as human long ago is still working in the world today still working in the world today through the work of the Holy Spirit. And we can't see it, but we can see sometimes. We can see sometimes what that Spirit looks like. Now, every church that I have ever been in has said that they are a welcoming church, and that is also a sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit. So when someone is welcoming and and welcomes others, and when I came here and there was this onboarding thing where we talked to lots of people, that was something that I heard again and again. This church is welcoming. No matter who you are, they greet you and welcome, and they make a place for you, and we knew it when we first came. When I talked to the staff, though, they said something different. They said, we're quirky. <laughs> yeah, we're quirky. Sometimes we do things in strange ways. Sometimes we do things in strange ways. And uh, not every church has a children's Sabbath. And that, that, some people think that's kind of strange to, to let kids do all the parts of the, of the worship service. But, but we're quirky. And that is part of being church. And that is part of a real welcome. It is really easy to welcome someone the first time you see them and you don't know them. But then you get to know them and they're just a little bit quirky. Or they do something in a way that just seems strange. Or or something that just kind of annoys. To still greet and to still welcome. To welcome everyone. Well, that... That is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. That is a holy Catholic church for everyone, every time. That is a community, a communion of saints, a communion of saints. When I was at this church, there was this lady named, I'm going to call her Miss Susanna, and maybe I'll get the name right during the whole time. I'm going to call her Miss Susanna. And, and one day, one day, I did a children's sermon And I, before anybody came in the church, I put a sign on the table. Do you see what that sign says? What does that sign say? Reserve. That's what they put on tables at restaurants when they say, not everyone can eat here. This is for special people. This one is for special people. People who planned ahead and and called in early. And And... And I put that sign on the the communion table, and when the kids walked in, when the kids walked in, they saw that sign, and they were just like, what's that doing up there? What's that doing up there? The communion table is supposed to be for everyone. Everyone is supposed to have Holy Communion, not just people who have a reservation. They knew. They knew. And they were, were very upset about it. They were very upset about it. And, and, and what we did that day, what we did that day was we took that reserved sign down and we tore it into little tiny pieces. Kind of like when you're taking paper and you're, and you're tearing it into pieces to make confetti. And you know why you use confetti, right? For a party for a party, and to throw it on people, and to throw it on people. And, and, and so so I had this idea. I had this idea. We would, we would throw the paper on people in the church and let them know that they were invited to the party called Holy Communion, that there was an invitation for them too, except, except I looked out, and there's Miss Susanna sitting there. And I knew, I knew that Miss Susanna didn't always like some of the stuff that I did in church. She never liked it when we sang out of the hymnal because it wasn't the Cokesbury hymnal, the old Cokesbury hymnal. And every time we sang out of the hymnal, she would just sit in her chair and refuse to get up and sing too. And, 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 and Miss Susanna, Miss Susanna, I would say, Miss Susanna, that's in the Cokesbury hymn. That song's in both hymnals. And she would say, "I don't want to sing out of that new hymnal." Uh, and and when we had a wedding, when we had a wedding, and people threw rice or they 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 threw petals, she would just get so mad. She'd come in Sunday morning and she'd say, "Somebody left rice on the front steps of the church, and and, and they're not supposed to be doing that. And and those flower petals, they're going to mess up the church carpet." And and she she always said things like that. She, and and and. I whisper to the children, "Don't, don't throw any of that on Miss Susanna." Which you know what happens when you tell a child not to throw confetti on someone. Dr. Throka, you know exactly what they do. They walked right up to Miss Susanna, as well as others in the church, and they threw confetti on them. Threw confetti on them, and there's Miss Susanna just covered in confetti, and everybody else around her. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to hear about this one. I'm going to hear about this one. And I did. I did hear about it. Because a few days later, when I went to visit Miss Lenora, she wasn't feeling well, there next to her bed was a little bowl And after worship, she had gone around and picked up all the pieces of paper and took them home and put them in a bowl and set it next to her bed so she would always remember, God invites me too. God wants me too. And I'm just going to say, that is the work of the Holy Spirit I saw the Holy Spirit, not, not wind and not power. I saw it changing her. I saw it changing her as she recognized that she belonged. She was part of the church too. That is the work of the Holy Spirit helping us love one another even when we don't want to. That is the work of the Holy Spirit changing us inside so that we love God more deeply and we love others more deeply. And I am so thankful, so thankful to be part of a a church that really does welcome others, even even those who are a little bit quirky.